Welcome to this week's Daily Info Oxcast. It is Wednesday the 7th of October and this week I'm going to be talking about dinosaurs and poetry and I'm here with Patrick and what have you got for us? Uh, This week I have comedy, history and more comedy. Oh nice. Um, So we do have a slightly changed lineup on the podcast today. That's because we are at the Freshers' Fair. Uh, So Oxford University Freshers' Fair is going to be on until Friday and uh, Katie and Mike are down there now. We're going to be swapping people in and out over the next few days. So um, if you're an Oxford Uni fresher or refresher, you can go down and get a free bag, a year planner, pen, a recycled newspaper pencil that a lot of people are very excited about. You can also enter our Freshers' competition, which you can do either at the fair or online, uh, where we've got over 50 prizes that you can win, including a bike, loads of really good prizes, also cocktails and coffee beans and all sorts. Uh, so yeah, you can enter that. There's a link to it on our homepage. Fantastic. And we sometimes put in a fact about Oxford in the podcast. And this week, I am happy to tell you that if you visit the Pitt Rivers Museum, which if you never have, it's a strong recommendation. Why not? Definitely worth doing it. You would go through uh, the Natural History Museum to get to it, and that is a, a worthy trip in mm-hmm. itself. The Natural History Museum has recently, well, in a year or so ago, had its roof completely renovated, so it is a beautiful building to go into and very interesting in its own right. If you go into the Pitt Rivers, you will see at the back of it a very large totem pole. You cannot miss the totem pole. Mm. Um, And that came from the Haida community in Canada in 1901. Mm. Um, Now, you may notice, if you look closely at the totem pole, that there is a large beak from the raven. Now, the raven's beak was chopped off and reattached with large (laughs) iron bracing. The reason for this was that it was transported by rail and then steamship to get it back to England. And there were certain bridges in (laughs) Canada that it had to go through, which were just a bit too low. So they took the expedition's decision to sever the beak at the point (laughs) of... uh, point of shipment and reattach it when it came to England. That's amazing. Uh, That's a really good fact. That's awesome. It's cool. And it was also bought um, legitimately for $36, which was, in 1901, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, there are also other stories about it. So um, go there and find out what you can about the Totem Pole. Well, my first event of the week is actually kind of related to this. Um, So at the Burton Taylor Studio this week, What to Do When You Find a Dinosaur is going to be on. It's a children's uh, or family show that is returning to Oxford. It had a sellout run last year at the Burton Taylor, and there's a review of that online that people can read. But basically, it's about the 1824 discovery by Oxford scientist and theologian William Buckland of the first dinosaur fossils. So this was a whole load of strange and basically two big bones that were found in Stonesfield and um, eventually he named it the Megalosaurus, meaning literally big lizard. It's a very good name. (laughs) It's great. As dinosaurs go, it wasn't even actually that big. It's about six metres long, two and a half metres high. So, you know, pretty scary but not... A mere six (laughs) metres. Yeah. Yes. Uh, But that Megalosaurus is in the Natural History Museum. So before you get into the Pitt Rivers, you can go see that and also the big T-Rex, although I think that's a cast. But the real first ever dinosaur is in the Natural History Museum on Parks Road in Oxford. That's a great thing to have. We're very privileged in Oxford with the things that our museums have. It really is good. It's excellent. But yeah, the family show based around this discovery, which is called What to Do When You Find a Dinosaur, is at the Burton Taylor Wednesday to Sunday. It's mostly sold out now. The last few showings that you can get tickets for are Friday at 1.30 and Sunday at 11. Tickets are £8 and £6 concessions. And the Playhouse have got a couple of really cool talks that they're tying in with this show being on as well there tonight and tomorrow so the first one which i'm going to try and get to if i can leave work a little bit early is called dinosaurs and the movies so it's about all of the different depictions of dinosaurs in cinema over the years so 
with the like, new Jurassic World, sort of all CGI, with the original Jurassic Park, there were animatronic it elements. It was far more animatronic, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. and they also go back to sort of claymation dinosaurs and stuff as well in this talk. So. It must be something that was very compelling for filmmakers to produce. It must be something they would have wanted to produce a lot of through the ages, so you can imagine it must have pushed the boundaries of technology. So yeah, absolutely. That would be fascinating to go to. Yeah, I think that would be a really good talk. That's at six o'clock tonight at £3 at the Burton Taylor. And tomorrow, How Fossils Influence Mythology is the talk that's linking in. And this is going to be exploring the real-life animals and fossils uh, that might have influenced ideas and myths about things like cyclopses or dragons. Um, so what might happen when ancient man discovered a exactly. dinosaur for the first time before he was able to write it down and call it Megalosaurus. <laughs> exactly. Fascinating. Yeah, so this, uh, the person who's going to be doing the talk thinks that they might have found the, the original thing that might have inspired Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, right, of course. Um, and unicorns and things like that. So again, that's going to be £3 and that's tomorrow at the Burton Taylor. Excellent. That sounds really interesting. Mm. The Burton Taylor is a fantastic theatre as well. It's really one of my nice, favourite intimate, intimate little venue. studio. Yeah, so well worth going along for that. Mm-hmm. If perhaps go on to that and fancy something a little more up to date um, uh, <laughs> afterwards, you can go and see Andy Zaltzman, the relatively famous radio and TV comedian, <laughs> at the Glee Club on Thursday at 7pm. Now, Andy Zaltzman, you probably will have seen on the radio with Political Animal, possibly The Department, his TV series, or possibly The Bugle podcast. I didn't realise he was a very big fan of cricket, but I checked him out and his Twitter handle is at ZaltzCricket. And he seems to present, I believe, a a weekly podcast called The Cricket Sadist. So if you're into cricket, I'm sure there's a lot. Well, (laughs) go and tell us all about it next week. So he does a lot of kind of political comedy. His, His material is generally about current political and social events and and happenings. So with the current shenanigans politically, um, that might be an interesting time to go and see a comedian who's Mm. kind of uh, makes his uh, his material very politically sensitive. And uh, that is at the Glee Club on Thursday, 7pm. Tickets are £12. Uh, Well, Thursday is also the start of Books Are My Bag, um, which some people might remember from the last few years. It's basically a nationwide um, festival celebrating all things books, bookshops, book clubs and anything literary. Is it related to National Book Day? I think that they're probably friends, but they're not, they don't happen around it's the same time. Event. Yeah, sure, OK. But basically, I've got a couple of events that are happening that are tying in with Books in My Bag. Um, so actually, I, last year I went along to Blackwell's on the main day, the Saturday. The day of the free books? Yes, exactly. So I managed to find out exactly when they were going to be giving out free books and then sort of hung around in the main bit of Blackwell's and got a free hardback children's book written by Desmond Tutu. That's very cool. (laughs) That's very canny. Yeah, no, it was really good. But on Thursday, when Books in My Bag starts, uh, there's going to be a talk in Blackwell's with Andy Miller and Paul Ewan. And they're going to be talking about, apparently, all things books, including their own, which are... Kind of understandable (laughs) if the author's coming. Yep. Only to be expected. (laughs) So they'll be talking about The Year of Reading Dangerously uh, by Andy Miller, which is apparently he realised he was in a job that he kind of liked and you know a family that he loved but he did had no time to read and so he sort of set himself a goal of reading more and lots of different types of things i have to say with a relatively new family i have mm. found my time to read is severely limited yeah so, um, i can definitely um, relate to that i think it's, it's something to, to try and keep up i feel mm. so i'm gonna have to read his book <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and then paul Ewan will be talking about his book francis plug how to be a public author which is this kind of meta novel about a novelist who's not really a novelist but is writing an advice book to people who want to be novelists and goes around to literary events collecting the signatures of man booker prize winners cool a bit like a play within a play exactly even more meta that <laughs> sounds right up my street <laughs> i might have to read that Great. yeah so this is going to be an event with the two of them um talking about books and their 
their own books and books about books. Tomorrow night at seven o'clock, it costs three pounds and it's at Blackwell's. And then, yeah, as I say, Saturday will be the day of the bookshop parties in loads of bookshops around. You can find details of where there'll be stuff going on, booksamybag.com. Um, also, Thursday is National Poetry Day. Cool. So I think a nice excuse to pull out an old collection and read a few poems. Go to Blackwell's to the well-stocked, if small, poetry section and get some new poetry. There is a one poetry event that I found that was on. It's going to be at the Museum of the History of Science and it's going to be readings of poems inspired by their latest exhibition, which is called Dear Harry, about Henry Mosley, the scientist. Yes, very Who was killed at Gallipoli. So, yeah, that's tomorrow night, Thursday at 8, and that one's free. Are there any bits of poetry you could reel off for us, Patrick? I could try a bit of The Wreck of the Hesperus, which is one of the things that we have in our bathrooms here, but um, I fear I would be inaccurate, so maybe come back to me on that next week with a bit more preparation time. Okay. Um, well, you can practice on National Poetry Day, maybe. I will. I'll try to do that. Uh, if you want to buy some poetry books, you can probably find some on Denny website. We have all sorts of things for sale from people across Oxfordshire. Um, do have a look at denny.co.uk for those sort of ads. Also a whole lot of jobs and events and accommodation. We also have loads of reviews of upcoming theatre, like the one about the dinosaurs, and also films that are coming up in the cinemas as well. So you can read those on dailyinfo.co.uk. Indeed, and you can also hear about our history if you want to read about us and indeed look at our podcast archive for interesting interviews we've done across the years. Another thing happening at the moment, which is also historical, is the Museum of Oxford's 40 Years, 40 Objects exhibition, It's in the gallery at the Museum of Oxford and it's to celebrate 40 years of the Museum of Oxford being a museum. It's an exhibition of 40 objects which have been selected by people across the community so they send a request out for things that mean something to people of Oxford and they've chosen 40 of their favourites. So there's everything from very everyday objects so there's a a tea set there which reminds somebody of their home country so it's representing communities that Mm -hmm. have um, built up people who've migrated to England across the years. And also historical artefacts, personal mementos, so trophies for rowing and other such things. And all the way up to a statue, 800 years old, of Ganesh. So it's a Hindu statue representing the Hindu community, which is on loan from the British Museum. So that's a pretty pretty awesome. big loan for the Museum of Oxford. So yeah. um, for that, if nothing else, it's worth going along. And they're all from local people, so maybe go along and see what you would add to the exhibition if you were putting it on in your own house. And Katie went along earlier to talk to the curators of the exhibition about their favourite objects. Well, in our permanent galleries, uh, and it's a bit of a cliché answer because lots of people say this, I do love our knucklebone pavement, um, which uh, basically Oxford used to have a number of pavements that were just made out of the bones of livestock, of cows and pigs that oh were sold word. in uh, Gloucester Green, as used to be a, a cattle market, and um, so you can see <laughs> a real-life knucklebone pavement um, in the gallery, and it really gives a real sense of how different Oxford must have looked, even though it's such an ancient city with lots of buildings that have been here for hundreds of years. There were things that were still very, very different. Yeah, look, um, sound, smell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it really brings lots of different things to mind. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, I, I don't know if I've got a favourite one, although the image we use a, a, a lot in advertising the 40th anniversary is actually the one behind you at the moment, is the Victorian lamppost, because it's such an iconic thing and, and it looks good on publicity. <laughs> so I like it. I like it. <laughs> and we do have a, we've got a wonderful object in the uh, 40 Objects exhibition, which actually reflects the lamppost. It's a lovely ornament of a 19th century lamplighter, which was loaned to us by a lady called Joyce Howe, who used to be landlady of the Lamb and Flag pub on St Giles, and she has lots of amazing stories of 
when she was landlady of the pub. And you can listen to an interview with her in the exhibition. And she basically chose, she found the object in a charity shop and she chose it because it sort of reminds her of her time as landlady of the pub and also her childhood in, in Leicester. So it kind of brings together different aspects of her life. And it's really evocative. In the exhibition itself, I, I, I do like the carnival costumes, um, not because they're spectacular in themselves or against the other things, but just because it just brings out that sense of, the, you know, one of the colours of Oxford, which okay. is that annual event that happens every year on the Kelly Road. So that was the Museum of Oxford's 40 Years, 40 Objects exhibition, which is on at the Museum of Oxford every day. Jen from the office has already been along and she highly recommended it as well. So as a, another reason to go along. Yeah, she was she did some... say it was great. Yeah. So do go along to that. <laughs> Orla, you have something on at the UPP. Yes, on uh, Friday there's going to be a screening of a film called Not Just Homeless. Um, it's going to be at 4.45pm. Now this is a screening about homelessness in Oxford made by seven local people, three of whom used to be homeless. So from the horse's mouth. Uh, yeah, indeed. It actually looks like a really interesting and well-made documentary. Um, there's a trailer for it on YouTube. There's also a very strong sort of history and ability in filmmaking in Oxford. So Film Oxford is a mm-hmm. big local organisation who teaches people how to make films. So yeah. there's good quality film coming out of this city. For sure. But the documentary basically meets real homeless people and people who have been homeless um, and asks them how they became homeless and how they managed to get out of it if they did. And I think it's a film that sort of explains that homelessness can happen to anyone, not in a scaremongering kind of way, but, you know... So don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, it's also, uh, I think, a screening that's going to be planning to highlight the great work that charities such as Aspire and Oxford Homeless Pathways do in the city, organisations that help people back into work. They're going to be supporting this screening, and the proceeds of the donations for the tickets also go to those organisations. Fantastic. Um, But I hear that it's apparently selling out, this screening, which is great news, but if you do want to go along, you can email helen at aspireoxford.co.uk for tickets but that's not just homeless at the UPP on Friday at 4.45 and it's merely £5 donation yep that's it so very cheap ticket Mm -hmm. Um, if uh, maybe you've uh, been along to that and you want to go for a drink afterwards (laughs) (laughs) you could go to uh, the Cornerstone Arts Theatre and on Saturday at 7.30, we have more big comedians coming to Oxfordshire. Mm-hmm. And we have the Thinking Drinker's Guide to the Legends of Liquor. Now, this is an 18-plus show, as you might imagine. Um, <laughs> Great think- title. It's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a morph from a previous show. So the Thinking Drinkers are drinks journalists, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandham, who write in the National Press, so you may mm-hmm. well have read their articles already. They have a mantra, and it is a drink less, drink better. So <laughs> you can go along with that or not. I'm sure you could do, do whatever you want. <laughs> at their show within reason there will be free drinks at the show so more free drink comedy coming to or out of Oxford mm-hmm. a bit like the free beer show which obviously started in Oxford yep. many years ago and yes so it promises to be a kind of cornucopia of characters throughout the ages so going all the way back to the ancient Greeks and all the way up to James Bond Dorothy Parker and Jesus Christ and um, <laughs> I suppose anecdotal information about their drinking and maybe how they did it and taking advice from them so it sounds a bit like the history of the world but seems sort of through the lens of a bottle um, <laughs> So that promises to be very interesting and quite fun. Um, so do go along to that. There are free drinks and samples given out through the show, so you probably didn't need to go to the bar beforehand. Sounds um, great. Maybe you do. I mean, it tells you how much you believe their mantra. It is over 18s only, and there's currently a buy one, get one half price offer on tickets if you ring the box office. So um, that's on at Cornerstone Arts Centre in Didcot on Saturday the 10th at 7.30pm, and it's £15 per ticket Obviously, £7.50 if you get the buy one, get one half price. But if you wanted to make your own cider, you might have a suggestion of how you could do that. 
I do, yes. In Brighton-cum-Sopwell, which is a village near to Oxford, there is an Apple Day happening at the Red Lion pub on Sunday, which is the 11th. It's from midday. Now, there are quite a few Apple Days around Oxfordshire. There's one in Wolvercourt. There are one in various other villages that have kind of orchard societies. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a strong drive, certainly in Oxfordshire and I would imagine around the country, to keep heritage apples alive, keep orchards alive, and to try and sort of not just grow new varieties or new trees of old varieties, but trying to sort of preserve the really old ones and the really interesting ones. So I'm very much in favour of this. And if you do go to Brighton Come Sotwell on this Sunday, you can see a giant display of 60 heritage varieties of apples. Wow. Which is going to be great. Do try Pitmaston pineapples if they have them, or Blenheim oranges if you want a local one, mm. um, or Worcester pearmen if you want a really, I mean, they're all tasty, but that's a particularly tasty one. <laughs> so everything apple will be there. You can make juice, you can sample pop-up food from a market, you can taste presumably lots of apples, games for the children, and a special Sunday lunch at the pub, including apples baked into the food, so puddings presumably. Mm. Um, so do go along to that. If you want the lunch, probably best to ring the pub and book it soon. But that's on Sunday, the 11th, uh, and it's from 12pm, and it's free. That sounds like a great Sunday. A great day out for all the family, yeah. especially if you're cycling. <laughs> And uh, do you have something at another art centre? I do, Northall Art Centre in Summertown. On Monday and Tuesday next week, there's going to be a play on called Marta. Uh, now, this is a translated German play about a teen who refuses to get involved in swimming lessons at school. Now, Benjamin, his, his name, his mum assumes worse and thinks it's either drugs or body issues are the reason behind it. And actually, the reason is that Benjamin has found God and finds mixed gender swimming offensive. So it's a play about coming to terms with your own faith, I think, and also accommodating the faiths of others and being willing to stand up for your own position as well. So a particularly timely play, and I think interesting that it was originally written in German by a German writer, because I think it's writing about issues that are very much topical at the moment in lots of countries. And also it's a very close environment for that kind of play to be set, for the, the faith to be the member of a family, especially a young mm-hmm. a child who would be expected presumably to kind of take on the family tradition if there was one, but that's a very close quarters way of presenting that sort of material. Well yeah, and it being at the North Wall Arts Centre as well, the North Wall used to be of course the swimming pool for it did. Uh, Teddy's school. And it's, it makes a great, I think it probably makes a better theatre than the swimming pool, but I never saw it. Yeah, so pool, do so I. How do I know? But um, They have some really good scheduling in that theatre and it's a really adaptable, brilliant space. So I think it's a perfect choice for putting on this play. The Guardian have described it as uh, like a primed hand grenade in their four-star review. Uh, they had loads of four-star reviews basically across the board and they're kind of touring at the moment. But it's only on Monday and Tuesday at the North Wall, 8 o'clock. Tickets are £13, £11 concessions and there are a limited number of £5 tickets for students as well. That's great. We are very lucky in Oxford that we have these amazing art spaces. I mean, even this podcast talked about the North Wall and uh, the Burton Taylor Studio, two mm-hmm. really intimate locations. We're very lucky. We should we should all go and see things at them. Absolutely. Um, so if you want to hear more updates from us and perhaps other venues that you might not know there are uh, events going on at, do check us out on our social media channels. We're on Twitter at Daily Info Oxford, Facebook also Daily Info Oxford, and we're on Instagram as Daily Info Oxford. <laughs> so you can find us on there. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to make sure that you get it to direct your advice every week and for anything else that's going on in Oxford you go to dailyinfo.co.uk where we've got ad listings for anything that you could possibly need reviews what's on listings we've got maps guide pages if you need a map to Oxford give us an email maps at dailyinfo.co.uk we will happily send one to you also our year planners for 2015-16 are out they'll be out in the colleges this week if you have run out give us a call or if you would like one posted to you they're free within Oxford just give us an email info at dailyinfo.co.uk Mm, mm, mm.